Welcome to Mint. My name is Adam Levy, and I'm going to be showing you how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. This episode welcomes two-time Grammy award-winning producer Illmind. We had the pleasure of chatting on where music meets Web3, his latest NFT project called Squad of Nights, and his thoughts on why beats, loops, and sample packs need to be on-chain. So without further ado, let's dive right in. I hope you guys enjoy. Ilmind, welcome to Mint, my friend. How are you doing? Thank you for being on. My G, Adam, appreciate you, dog. It's an honor to be here, man. You already know. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited to have you on. You've been like, you've been pretty loud in the NFT space for, for quite some time, talking on the music side of things, on the general NFT side of things. So genuinely a pleasure to have you on. Let's dive right in, okay? For those who don't know you, okay, which I find hard to believe, but for those who don't know you, how do you introduce yourself? But more specifically, tell me about your journey into crypto. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's an honor to be here always. Um, man, how do I describe myself? Uh, I'm just a kid from New Jersey who's curious about a lot of things. First thing I was curious about was music and um, took matters into my own hands and like dove right into the the, the art of music production, um, was inspired by guys like Jay Dilla and Pete Rock and Dr. Dre and Timbaland and Neptunes. Um, and um went from took that curiosity and started in mom's basement and you know almost 20 years later i'm thankfully still around and doing what i love and and um you know it's a new adventure every day and uh, i got into crypto um you know you know what i want to say my entry point into this whole thing was probably october of uh 2020 so uh, a good friend of mine jan silva who is an amazing artist, amazing photographer. He actually uh, told me about NFTs back in October of 2020. And um, and at, around that time, I was kind of like looking for uh, a way to uh, just something different to, to, to do uh, w in terms of like the, the, the little side businesses that I was running. So like selling drum kits, um, you know, I have a, a very long-standing history of um, of interacting with like digital media and selling digital goods, sound sound packs, stuff like that. And so when I heard about blockchain technology and a way to authenticate digital files, uh, I was like immediately blown away and intrigued. So that was kind of like my first introduction to NFTs, but um, I didn't really start getting fully into it until around January of 2021. And that was when, you know, shit really got real for me. Um, and uh, I think for the rest of the world, I kind of, you know, uh, uh, it, it changed everything, right? And, and when you combine that with uh, the pandemic and everything that was going on, it was an eye opener. So uh, that was my kind of entry point. And since, since then, I've been doing a lot of homework and studying nice. and getting into discords and uh, interacting with different people in the community and learning a bunch. And uh, I'm still learning right to, to, to this day. I'm, I'm still very, I still consider myself very fresh and very new to the space. Um, but uh, we're here now. So we're here now. Can you walk me through your first few drops that you actually issued? 
and like what you learned from doing them. Because I remember in the beginning, I was doing some research on you. You focused a lot, like you said, on the beat side of things and the music side of things for your first few drops. Walk me through that. How they, how did those come to life? What were some of the takeaways, lessons learned uh, and whatnot? Sure. So I'll, I'll take you to the beginning of like what it, what it is and then what we did. So back in 2011, I don't know a lot. I don't know if you guys Damn. Damn, 2011, like... <laughs> 10 years ago, right? I released my first sound pack, right? And if you don't know what a sound pack is, a sound pack is basically a zip file containing different types of audio sounds that are original, um, you know, snare drum sounds, kick drums, hi-hats, drum loops, melodies, original melody loops, stuff like that. And they're basically tools for music creators uh, music producers. And back in 2011, this wasn't a thing at all. Like if you wanted to purchase uh, sounds, you had to go to Guitar Center or very, very few online retailers sold actual, you know, sounds. Um, and uh, it wasn't really, uh, uh, there wasn't really a market for it yet. So 2011, I told myself, I'm like, I wonder if there is a market for me to sell my own original drum sounds and melody loops that I created from scratch. And I'm wondering if there's other music producers out there that would want to use them. And so I did that in 2011, uh, you know, on my blog site and it ended up blowing up. And then from, uh, from there, I migrated to a Shopify account and created a Shopify and it turned into a whole thing, uh, you know, and uh, you know, 10 years later, it's become a multi-million dollar a year business. Um, it's grown to about a $10 billion a year market cap globally, um, which is huge for my industry. And so in 2019, no, early 2020, okay. I think it was January of 2020, um, I decided to release a sound pack on eBay, right? So I told myself, I'm like, Instead of selling these sound packs individually for like $20, $30 each and sell, you know, an unlimited amount of them, what if I sold a one of one, right? And so I, I, I was like, I'm going to create a one of one sound pack and sell it on eBay. And this was the, the beginning of January or the beginning of 2020. So I did it and ended up selling for like $12,000 on eBay for one sound pack, right? So exclusive one of one, you know, kind of similar to like the Wu Tang album, the one right. of one album type thing, but it was a sound pack. And so that was unheard of at the time. So I did that. And then October hits, like I said, 2020 October hits. I hear about NFTs. Jan Silva puts the puts the battery in my back. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. We might be able to do an NFT sound pack. So I think it was February of 2021, if I'm not mistaken. February 2021, I released a one-of-one one NFT sound pack, uh, which is the first of its kind. No one's ever done that before. I did that in January of, of 2021 on Mintable, right? Mm. Uh, and I did it, and it sold for 4.5 Ethereum. Uh, and and back then, it was 4.5, I think, was like $8,000 or something like and that. that. And that was for one buyer, right? Because it was that a one-of-one. One. 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 That was for okay. one. And, and mind you, these are going for $20, $30. Right. In, in the market. So I sold a one on one for, I mean, I don't know what that is. Uh, 8,000 X. Yeah. 000X. Yeah. Crazy. Right. So that kind of created like 
a, a, a bit of a shockwave and it definitely woke me up to how powerful NFTs could truly be um, if you if you associate them with like the right utility. And um, and here's a here's a little fun fact. So the, the person I don't want to put them on the spot. The person who purchased the sound pack NFT for eight thousand dollars four point five Ethereum. They actually recently used one of the sounds in that sound pack and, and got a placement on Migos's album. And they've since 20x their investment. Wow. And were you able so to recoup any of that from, from no. there? Or was it, was it an exclusive outright buy? Exclusive, the one of one. Exclusive, okay. exclusive 100% ownership. And so from there, I told myself, I'm like, that's, that's, at least to me, that's what makes the most sense with NFTs is, you know, and, and this is not taking anything away from other types of utilities and use cases. Sometimes an NFT is meant to be a work of art. But for the NFTs that aren't meant to be a work of art, you got to ask yourself, what kind of value am I giving to the person? Like, is this something that they're going to make money off of later or hang up in their living room or, or actually use for something and maybe make money? From it in another way and so i love the idea of giving intellectual property to the person that invests or purchases the nft and that's exactly what i did with the with the sound pack and i'm super happy that you yeah. know the person that bought it has since like gone on and done some cool things with it so um that's the part of the nfts that i really love got it can you walk me through like your journey of of understanding like ip on chain because when you sell something outright something that's traditionally uh, done through paperwork and a ton of middlemen, right? To kind of make a, make a sale online. You actually just, just did that in one transaction, right? So was there something in like the unlockable content that was able to provide like a legal contract to sign to make it official off-chain? Or how did you kind of walk through those problems? Yeah, so I, I think that we're, we're kind of still in real time figuring that out. I don't know if there's like a foolproof method on on, on deploying that. But from, from the one of one pack that I released a year ago, uh, what we did was I had my attorney um, write up, you know, a, an exclusive uh, contract that pretty much grants full usage forever to the person to use all of that IP that they purchased in the pack. Um, so that's one way of doing it is a natural just like web to, you know, contract that comes with it. Um, but in terms of having that actual, you know, information in the smart contract, um, I think that would be probably the next step is if I were to do this again, it would be the contract, but in the smart contract so that whoever owns that piece um, has those rights. Uh, but again, you know, it, it's very still very new. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's what my instinct tells me. But I think yeah. that's something that we need to figure out collectively. You know, it's really cool. Like the evolution of the marketplace. You started selling that one of one on eBay, which is something like when you look back and you try to use eBay today, you basically use it for like physical items, right? And it, yeah. and it makes you think like how early the concept of NFTs were without the buzzword of NFTs, right? Um, and now come to today, now you're releasing your own sample packs on chain that ex like have exponential more value than if they were off chain, right? Um, and you're doing it in a very curated one of one way to keep it super legit, super scarce, uh, which outright has its own value within itself, right? Setting up that dynamic. So exactly, that, yeah. yeah, keep going, keep going. You're going to say something? No, I was going to say, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit different from like, you know, an artist selling an MP3, right? Um, which is also, I think, you know, something we want to talk about today. But, you know, if I'm a rapper and I have a song, 
And uh, and there's a million things I can do to turn that into an, uh, an NFT. Right. But essentially, my NFTs, my Soundpack NFTs are like, uh, I'm selling the shovels. I'm selling the shovels to the people, right? For that, for them to use. All right, I'm selling tools to create music. So it's it's a little bit of like a there's like an additional like layer underneath that, uh, which is what I think makes um, some of my stuff a little more unique because it's very much yeah. for type of person. Um, but I, all all of it excites me, man. Anything yeah. that has to do with like music and chains and NFTs, like I'm super fascinated by. <laughs> You know, it's interesting for the last few days, I was learning more about like how the producer industry works from like a grain of salt point of view. Mm -hmm. And you see like up and coming producers uploading uh, loop sample packs, beats, whatever on Dropbox, right? And sending like files to people in their inbox and basically defining the terms of the usage of the file in the text file itself within the, within the email. And it makes you think actually how, how outdated and how old a 2022 music industry actually works with the advance of technology that we have today. And it makes me think like, could NFTs actually be the new standard for ownership for beats, loops, samples, et cetera? And what does that look like on, a, on like when you scale that process, right? How do you actually eliminate people sending copies of files to one another, more so sending the NFT as the actual example of what they want to integrate into a song or sell to a producer or whatnot? Do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, I think, I mean, the whole thing is so interesting, man. Like, it, I feel like on one hand, it's it's a golden opportunity for us to potentially, you know, create a brand new way of doing things, which I think is is at this point much needed. But then on the other hand, you have to be realistic about the idea that there's a system in place in music business that's obviously skewed to benefit one party and, and one type of, of person. And that needs to either be completely changed or it needs to be completely obliterated um, and replaced. And, and that's, that's a really, that's a really um, uh, um, tough battle. That's a, that's a very, yeah. very bold uh, adventure to go on. And, but I'm all for it. Like, I'm with the smoke, right? Like, like, like I'm with the smoke. But, um, you know that that in my opinion that's what needs to happen because when you think about performing rights organizations right pros ascap bmi csac that's just america alone you're not even talking right. Canada, europe asia so you're talking about all the pros have to be on board with this all the the major labels have to be on board with this um all you know harry fox agency and all the royalty collection agencies have to be on board with basically saying, all right, cool, we've been making billions and billions of dollars every year, um, but you know, let's just switch everything up and go with the Web3 route because the, the artists um, are fighting for it and it'll help them and it's just the right thing to do. Like, no. that's not going to happen, guys. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Like, you have streaming services like Spotify. Like, they're not going to bow out. They're not going to just say, well, okay, cool, well, I guess I guess we're web two and the web three community they got us. We're done. They're not they're, they're, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's not gonna happen, guys. Like and trust me, as much as I want that to happen, I do. As a producer, as a songwriter, like of course I want that to happen. But we have to be realistic. Like uh, there's so many innovative forward thinking people that are creating amazing technology in web three. 
but we have to really be mindful of exactly what we're up against. It's either we have to work with them or we have to completely obliterate them. And so it's your choice, right? Like it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, it's, you know, it is interesting. You see startups actually <clears throat> saying the new payment rails, the new system needs to be completely on chain. And there's some that believe the thesis that there needs to be like a, a collaboration and build rails between web two and web three. Right. There needs to be a way to work with Spotify, bring streaming data on chain, make royalty payments via USDC or whatever that then get airdropped to all the, 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 the contributors in their wallets associately through splits. And it's very hard to tell which one would actually win and which one will actually work. From your point of view, is the way to completely go Web3 and build an entirely, entirely new streaming platform, uh, distributor, uh, publishing platform, royalty, everything like the entire operation, is it? Is it better to just redo that or work with Web2 and build rails from Web2 to Web3? I think that the better way, like if it was, if it was like our choice, like if we were, um, if we had the Infinity Stones and we can, we can snap our finger and make it happen, I would program my Infinity Stones to completely get rid of all the streaming services and create a brand new Web3 thing. Mm. Um, like the entire industry needs to be replaced. I'll be honest. Like, and I'm, you know, this is, this is me like trying to be, you know, because <laughs> I know a lot of really good people that work for, for lab, obviously for labels and these are good people. Um, but we're all, we're all doing a, a job that we were, that we were assigned to do, right? Like you can't blame, uh, the, the good people that work at Spotify for what's happening. Um, uh, you can't blame all of them. So uh, this is no direction to any one of them. Um, but at the end of the day, if we're keeping it uh, really transparent, we need a brand new system, guys. Like we need a complete overhaul. Like we need to we need to replace the idea that like music producers typically get four points per song per album on royalty. You know what four point royalty is? I mean. For every hundred million streams, I'm making four thousand dollars. Like that makes no sense. Like we need to redo the numbers. We need to redo the process of how songwriters, producers, artists get paid. Um, we need to redo how publishing works. I mean, there's a lot of amazing people that work in publishing that are creating new systems. Like MDRC deals are no longer really a thing. You have term deals now. You have co-pub deals. You have admin deals. Those are all really great. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they're working for a lot of people, but to be honest, we need a, we, we need some new energy. We need an overhaul. And if we want web three to be the thing, like you said, um, I think having a, a railroad, like a railway to kind of bridge the two together and maybe segue into some different partnerships that might make everything work and, and have it all kind of coexist. That's probably the most realistic way to go. Um, and it could work that way. But again, I think only time will tell. And again, that's going to take time. You know, it's going to take yeah. time. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, all these streaming platforms were very much intended to benefit the record label and their large catalog of work. Right. And I think we can all agree, like the, the revenue models and the royalty models behind Apple Music, Pandora, Spotify, et cetera, don't really value music the way it's supposed to be properly valued. And hence why we're seeing like this entire new wave of music NFTs where you have platforms like Catalog, Sound.xyz, Mint Songs, et cetera, treating music as a collectible, as if you were to collect a fine piece of art, 
right? And it's interesting because like back in the day, you would collect vinyls, right? Sure, they had utility of playing them, but these were physical objects that people enjoyed collecting. We're seeing that same mindset be applied in the digital realm as well. But one thing that I find super interesting behind Beats, Loop, Sample Packs is that these, these assets, these on-chain assets actually have genuine utility. They're the, the molecule, the atomic uh, unit of a song, right? And being able to actually purchase these things and create utility and make a song from them actually introduces a whole new layer in like building blocks. And now I start thinking about DeFi and how this entire kind of ecosystem kind of bridges in to one another. So seeing what you've done so far and producing and creating genuine value uh, from a producer's point of view and what you want to sell a sample pack for, not necessarily plugging into, let's say, Splice or, or BeatStars, et cetera, and letting them define whatever it is that, that that art is worth on their platform is just interesting to see. Um, and I guess from like your point of view, okay, why do beats, loops, sample packs actually need to be on chain? Like what is the problem that that's solving? I know you touched upon it a little bit earlier, but just to give more clarity to the audience that doesn't really have true familiarity behind it. Yeah. What was, what was like the aha moment for you? Was it the pro provenance? Was it the ownership layer? Was it the, the, the royalties on chain? Like walk me through more of your mental model behind that. So the number one issue it solves is ownership, right? Um, and so think of it this way. Think of it like you said, Legos, right? So let's say these sound packs are Legos. And let's say, for instance, I have a Lego set and I want to sell it, right? And so let's say I, I place this Lego set in Toys R Us. There's, you know, 50,000 units that are shipped that are expected to sell in all these different platforms. And after a couple months, all 50,000 of those Lego sets are sold, right? And it's the same Lego set. So you have 50,000 different people that have this Lego set. Now, let's say they put the Lego together and they create what was intended to create, right, from this Lego set. And now they want to resell that Lego set to other people. Well, it's going to be difficult to do that because you have, you know, 49,999 other people that have the same exact Lego set. And if you sell your Lego set, you're not selling, you, you don't own, you don't have that ownership to sell that lego set because there's mm -hmm. you know tens of thousands of other people that have the same one and you you really have no way of proving that you own it right um you just have a receipt that you purchased it so um that's sort of how i look at these sound packs is it's a way to transfer true one-on-one -on -one ownership to use this one lego set for this one purpose for this one purpose for this one person right um and so it just kind of solves all those issues of like usage, um, what you're able to use um, and create with that sound pack. Um, and it gives that person that freedom to be able to take advantage of using that uh, sound pack the way it was meant to be used. Um, so that's number one problem mm -hmm. it solves. And this is guys, by the way, this is a huge problem in our industry. You know, you have, I mean, even me personally, um, I've run into cases where, I'll, you know, um, one producer will use one of my sound packs and then there's another music producer that uses the same sound pack. And now Drake has a song with one piano, but then Travis Scott just recorded to the same piano. And mm. now, who, you know, who, who gets mm. to release what? Who owns it? Now I'm in the middle and I'm like, who do I give this piano pack to? Do I give it to Drake or do I give it to Travis? Because they want to release it as a song. 
and and they can't both release it because it's basically the same thing. So, you know, it's a big problem. It happens all the time. And uh, I felt as though um, the sample pack NFT was one way of potentially solving that problem. Yeah. So do you imagine Drake or the other, these other artists that are kind of like fighting, fighting, quote unquote, over the same sample pack? Do you imagine them going onto a platform and buying that? Uh, and under, underneath the hood, there's like some verifiable standard like an NFT that would prove outright because X person bought it and it's in their wallet and they outright fully own it. Is that how you imagine the process kind of coming into play? I do. I do. Okay. I'll give you an example. Yeah. And this, this has happened. Okay. My, my, one of my good friends, music producer, Boy Wonder. One of the best to do it. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but okay. Boy Wonder has produced all of Drake's hits. Let's say he 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 calls me. He's and he goes, "Hey, Ilman, I'm in the studio with Drake. Send me some sound packs, right? What I can do is airdrop him sound packs with the smart contract already mm. on on the, on the thing. And be like, all right, you're use those. You're the only one that has them because I just airdropped them to you. Mm. Simple. And then the 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 the, the usage." The, the um you know the smart contract the contract is in the smart contract in the airdrop so right yeah you is. know but then so then once they get it though okay let's let's say once they get it in their wallet and they actually use it how do you actually track payment how do you actually uh like integrate the licensing and the splits and the points everything else that you kind of talked about that make up your contribution of the song that stuff still happens off chain right yes how can we bring that process on chain? Well, I think, and does, and does it need to be on chain? I think it does. I think it, I think it speeds the process. Um, I, I think it, it's, it's a, a, a very different way of doing things as opposed to traditional contracts. I mean, you have to keep in mind, like every, every transaction in the music industry is still lawyer, lawyer, redlining, you know, contracts go, going, going, going to, you know, the printer to like print out the contract for 50 pages and physically redlining stuff with a highlighter, mm -hmm. like that's still happening. Right. And so I think you still have the challenge of lawyers having to negotiate. And I think there's no real, at least to my knowledge, there's no like web three solution to solve that issue. So it's, it's still going to take a while. Like it's not going to just be this like, quick um all right like we're in the smart contract like <laughs> one push of a button and we're all good like yeah. no we still have to figure out like how many royalties do i get how many royalties do, does boy want to get yeah. did we hire an additional musician which that person also gets you know royalties on this or publishing um what kind of publishing agency am i signed to what are you signed to so it's still like i said and it it, it proves the 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 idea of having to redo the whole system right like we still have to we still have to figure out the publishing the writing the royalty so if we redo we, we need to redo the it's almost like do we renovate the house or because it has like good bones or do we fucking destroy the house and start from scratch and, and we have to destroy the house and start from scratch i i agree with you with that because there's too many incentives in the in the house that already exists right and like, let's be real, like people feed their families with the model that exists, it currently exists, right? There's no need to generally fix something that isn't broken for the people who are running it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but what's interesting about Web3 is like, 
artists, creators, creative entrepreneurs are real, realizing the potential behind these Web3 primitives, these crypto primitives to actually be able to build, to monetize and own their audience uh, without needing to basically rely on these big middlemen that kind of run the day-to-day -day of how things work today. Um, so, you know, part of recording season four and making all about the music industry is kind of dive into what does the current process look like and how does crypto change that? And one thing we haven't, we haven't really touched upon yet, which I'd love to hear your point of view is, who doesn't want Web3 to work in the music industry? Like, who does it work against? I think it works against people that are making a shitload of money. Mm -hmm. right okay. um, people that are making a lot of money from the system that's in place right now. And those people not wanting things to change too much. Right. I think if you if, if, if a Web3 opportunity presents itself to... Uh, an executive that's making $1.5 billion a year and you tell that executive, hey, check out this Web3 system where you can make $3 million a year. Double <laughs> your salary. I think that person will be open-minded to, yeah. to, to hearing that person out. Um, but until that day happens, I think there's too many people that are in too much control that control many things. They're not bad people. They're just in control and they're yeah. money and they're comfortable and it's just what it is. And until there's a solution where everyone is happy, it's either, you know, we create something where we can coexist or we try to revolutionize something. And that's just the rock and the hard place that we're all in. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. What's up, guys? Adam Levy here. Sorry for the quick pause. I wanted to give some love to our two NFT sponsors that are making this episode a reality. They are Coinvise and Polygon Studios. On Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum or Polygon. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more today by visiting coinvise.co. Polygon Studios is the gaming and NFT arm of Polygon, who's focused on growing the blockchain gaming and NFT industry while bridging the gap between Web 2 and Web 3 gaming. The Polygon Studios ecosystem comprises highly loved blockchain games like OpenSea, Upshot, Avagachi, Zed Run, Skyweaver, Decentraland, and Decentral Games. If you're a gamer, builder, or NFT creator looking to join the Polygon Studios ecosystem, get started today by visiting polygonstudios.com. All right, back to the episode. So part of re revolutionizing things, okay? Here comes Squad of Knights, okay? I want to talk more about that. Um, a revolution within itself led by a revolutionary, okay? Uh, uh, walk, walk me through more of like uh, your thought process behind starting Squad of Knights. What are you actually trying to do with Squad of Knights? Right now, all I see is a landing page. I see yeah. records on the back. I see horses. Like, it's sick. But walk me through, like, what, what can we expect? What are you trying to do? Give me the whole shebang. Cool. So this is an exclusive. So by the time this goes live, all the info will be out there. So I'm really right. going to go Yeah, like, this is literally... <laughs> First, first time. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Excuse me. So back in April of last year, I immediately, that was when I got into Bored Apes um, and I started collecting PFPs and uh, did pretty well. Honestly, I, I sold my ape a while ago, um, took profits, but uh, we can't. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Paper, paper ill mind. Uh, but, so back in, in April, I was like super fascinated with like, the the pfp idea and i never wanted to jump into it just to do it 
Um, and I, I'm very, very um, um, humbled and blessed that I'm able to like have continue to make a living off of what I do. So it, it's, it was never a money play for me. All of this stuff is strictly excitement and wow, new technology. What can I do to contribute? So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what kind of project can I create that actually contributes to the community? But also, again, just like the NFT, the Soundpack NFT did, something that solves an issue that I have experienced myself along with other people that are sort of in my um, uh, uh, similar situation, right, as a creator. And so after many, many, many iterations and changes and evolutions, um, back in October, we landed on an actual um, use case for a, a really good project that I want to release. And so here we are. It's called Squad of Nights. And um, it's um, 8,888 programmic. How do you say that word? Programmable. Programmable, yeah. programmable generated um, NFTs that okay. are basically pixel style. And they're chess knights, right? So the reason behind the chess knights is because I'm a huge chess fan. Um, okay. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I'm the best. I'm pretty good, right? <laughs> uh, but I just love the game of chess. And the knight is one of my favorite pieces. And so um, I wanted to go with uh, the knight. I've always wanted to do something with the, the the chess piece knight. And so it just like felt good. And I'm a retro guy. Like, you know, I love Sega Genesis. So like pixel all, all day. Like yeah. I'm like a pixel, pixel head. So they're randomly generated. And so the whole idea behind this NFT project is and and i really want to apologize ahead of time for saying this because it's like such a buzzword right now but it, it like really is about community right and so i'll tell you why so back in 2011 when i released my drum kit that was the beginning of what what i didn't anticipate to be a series of just like different things that i would do in my career that would just like bring people together right so like I sort of became really fascinated with utilizing my influence and my voice to bring creative people together. So it started with like my podcast, 2012, which was a music producer podcast. It was the first music production podcast um, to ever exist, to my knowledge. Um, that was before people even knew what a podcast was, right? 2012. Um, so we did, we released that. It was called Blap on the Radio. And then um, I used to do these like uh, a like live producer events where uh i would you know rent out like a, a club or like a studio space and then a bunch of producers would come plug in their laptop and play beats basically so instead of a dj you would have a set of like five to ten producers that would just play original beats all night and then you had people networking like at the bar getting to know each sick. other dancing yeah so it was like this really cool community event i did these um at this uh um venue called katra in New York City and we used to do those once a month so we started doing that in like 2011 2012 and then in 2015 um, I started doing these events every month called pass the aux where I would go to a different city every month and I would rent a, a, a very like intimate recording studio space and I would sell tickets and I would invite 20 music creators to come through network each person would be able to play their music, like plug the aux in, hence why it's called yeah. Pass the Aux. Yeah. Each person would plug their aux in, they would play their music. I would give them constructive criticism, 
you know, it'd be rappers, singers, music producers, and uh, we would all just get to know each other. And uh, I did those once a month and I did those from 2015 all the way up until 2020, right before pandemic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, once pandemic hit, we started doing them virtually. I ended up building a, a metaverse um, partnering with a platform called spatial.io. I built a, um, a metaverse studio where we can um, do some networking and get to know, you know, get to know each other and do, do networking. And so I hosted a few of those events in my metaverse uh, last year and sold NFT tickets for those. And uh, we did two of those and those were really amazing. And so I say all that to say that a lot of what I've been doing for the past 10 years has been all about bringing people together. And that's exactly what the Squad of Knights NFT project is. So uh, if you're a Squad of Night holder, it's basically um, this idea of being able to meet your peers and being able to collaborate with your peers and getting rewarded for, for doing that, right? And so the whole idea is this. You purchase a Squad of Night NFT, and then from there, you get into the Discord and you get to meet other musicians and other, uh, uh, you know, people, creative people, basically. So um, you get in and you basically, the first thing that happens is you choose a role, right? So we have six different roles, right? So if you're a rapper, um, you choose your role as a squad of, squad of uh, voice, right? Or uh, sorry, Knights of Voice. Um, and then we have a Knights of Rhythm uh, role where um, Knights of Rhythm role is basically drum programmers, right? Beat makers. And then you have Knights of Melody role where uh, you're uh, either a musician, you play guitar, or you like to make sample loops, sound packs, you're Knights of Rhythm or Knights of Melody. And then you have um, Knights of Audio, which are audio engineers, right? And so those are the people that are mixing the actual songs, um, engineering the actual songs, stuff like that. And then you have Knights of Vision, which is basically graphic designers, audio, you know, or visual artists mm -hmm. um, want to make album covers, stuff like that. Um, those are the Knights of Vision. And then you have Ambassador Knights, uh, which are aspiring A&Rs, aspiring executives, aspiring um, music industry executives, um, people that are just like forward thinking um, in the industry. Those are Ambassador Knights. And so you take all these different categories and what happens when you put them together? Well, you have beat makers that are, you know, creating music with rappers. You have rappers that can now find producers to work with. You have singers that can collaborate with producers and musicians. And when you put all these different people together, you can create some really amazing, fresh energy, new music and create some new IP. And so what Squad of Nights does is it solves the problem of finding people to collaborate with. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you know, very much as much as I do, how difficult it is to find people to collaborate with. I mean, social media is cool, but like, you can't just go on Instagram and be like, okay, cool. I need a rapper. Yeah. Or if you're a rapper and say, okay, I need music. Like you can't, it, it's still so yeah. hard and you can go to beat stars. You can go to YouTube. You can get beats that way. But I'm talking about real connection, Adam, yeah. right? Like, talking about how about like we really get to know each other and maybe you can be my producer just like timbaland and missy just mm -hmm. like you know um pharrell and the nept or the neptunes mm -hmm. and just like dr dre 
and Eminem. Like, yeah. So, so that requires um, access and it requires like real human to human interaction. So being part of the squad of Knights, not only are we going to do a lot of metaverse related um, uh, squad building, but we're also going to host, um, you know, a lot of different things like live events where we're doing networking parties, we're hosting parties, you know, all across the globe. We're, we're going to offer free, um, free studio time for squad nights, uh, squad members, uh, where they can book studio time and, you know, get in the studio with people they've never worked with that are other squad members that they can get to know. And then we have a, a night token that we're going to distribute for people and reward our members for collaborating, right? So imagine the more you collaborate, the more music you make, the more night tokens you earn, which you can use for studio time, for, you know, a bunch of different right. things we have lined up. So um, I'm super excited. That's like a super like sloppy, quick explanation yeah. of what it is. But that's the idea behind it. And I didn't want to create an NFT that was about me. Nothing about Squad of Nights is about Illmind. It's all about the people. It's all about me and my team utilizing our resources and our knowledge to curate events and to bring people together. And that's literally what it's all about. Like we want to like my idea is to just like spoil every single Squad of Night member for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years as long as I do this because that's just what I've always wanted to do. And the fact that I can now do this with Web3 and do it as an NFT project is like a match made in heaven for me. So I'm like super excited about it. Exciting. But let's let's talk about <clears throat> the value for men, okay? There's value in curation. There's a lot of value in curation, right? There's musicians, there's producers, rappers, beat makers that exist all over the world, but there's only so many that understand the value of Web3 let alone building and creating in the environment of Web3, which within itself, like finding a group of people that understand that is difficult. It's very difficult, right? I'm personally, I love social clubs. Like I love buying into projects that give me access to a network of people, of other like-minded people, because at the end of the day, if you strip everything away in life, it's just people, right? It always mm -hmm. comes down to people. So what better way than to congregate everybody and like-minded people under a unified theme of music where you can bring a lot of these talent heads under one roof. So I love that. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's really cool. Exactly. And, and you know, in our industry, like if you're a musician or you're a beat maker or a rapper or a singer, like you're a very creative person and creative people are different types of people. Like we're not just like super outgoing to where like we know like exactly what to do to like meet other people. Like, you know, it's still hard, man. And like I've spoken to... I would say like more than 10,000 at this point in my life, like upcoming music producers, beat makers, rappers. And dude, they tell me the same thing. They're like, I'm not really like I make music, but like, I don't know where to find people to, 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 you know, work with. And like, I don't want to force people to fuck with me because like, I know I'm good. Like I want to just work with like producers that are willing to help me. Right. And so that's where the issue is. And we're still facing that issue today. And I feel as though the Squad of Nights project is, to me, a really, really great starting point because it, me stepping in, Illmind stepping in and creating curated um, experiences legitimizes and gives a lot of them the confidence to say, you know what, I am going to go into that studio session or you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go into, ape into this NFT project because I know that 
Illmind and his team has the ability to bring people together and see what happens. Because that's what music is, right? That's my job yeah. as a music producer. I step into the studio, right? If my job is to make a smash record for Adele, let's say, my job as a producer is to not only create the beat, but to also bring people together that makes sense where we can maximize our chances of creating the best song possible. So I'm going to go and call a horn player. I'm going to call a jazz pianist so we can access different chord progressions that I don't know how to play. I'm going to call my best engineer to come in and track the vocals. So yeah. when Adele is there, she knows she's in good hands, right? So that's my job as a music producer. So Knights of the, the Squad of Knights project is really that times 8,888, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know what, what, what's interesting? It's a social experiment at this point because I wonder what could happen when you put all those like-minded people under one roof. What can come out of that, right? Dude. From the creative process, the production process, the public, like the recording, the beat making, everything. So it makes me think like actually you're really cultivating an environment here that will be like a hot spot and a hotbed for I oh. feel like a lot of interesting stuff to come out in the music scene in the future. And by the way, all the music that's being that's going to be created within the Squad of Knights is all going to be 100% owned by them. Imagine the different types of opportunities that we can explore in Web3 and also Web2, but in Web3, all the all the music being created. We can partner with, you know, different companies, Mint Songs, Audius, and now we're creating momentum that way in Web3 using all this music, right? Or imagine a scenario where you have a particular squad that's been making amazing music. Now we're pipelining that up and creating label meetings, right, with executives um, for distribution. Now all of a sudden they're getting, you know, opportunities and like maybe getting a record deal if they want an old school Web2 record deal, right? Like there's, believe it or not, there's still people that want those. Um, so any type of opportunities that my team and myself can bring to the table for the squad um, of nights is that's the utility. That's the roadmap. The roadmap is, hey, this is the problem it solves. Hey, you love making music. Join, you know, a community of thousands of other people that are just like you who love making music that fill in those sort of, you know, puzzle pieces that you're looking for while also being part of this really cool community and also get rewarded for collaborating with people and creating music. And from there, it's kind of like sky's the limit, right? Like it's really going to be an exciting time. So I'm really looking forward to it. That's exciting. I, I'm curious. A lot of the, the value out of joining a group like this is obviously it's spearheaded by you and you're curating a group of like-minded people, bringing them together. What level of access will people have to you as a producer? As from mentorship, from 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 tracks, from samples, et cetera. Like how do you how do you manage manage uh imagine, excuse me, cultivating that type of experience around you? Yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy. Like I kind of see myself partaking a lot. Um, I mean, I kind of already do like on my Twitch. If any of you watching, um, watch my Twitch stream. So I typically stream on Twitch every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. So it's like it's almost like a, a you know, a full time job making beats. And uh, so I'm there literally making beats. And when I'm on there, I'm literally collaborating with different producers that get to submit their their melody loops, their sound packs to me. So. Um, on Twitch alone, I'd say I'd probably collaborated with 
probably three to 400 different producers on Twitch in the past two years. Um, and I've created definitely well over a thousand beats yeah. that are all collaborations with other, you know, musicians and producers. So um, that being said, that's just one example of like how involved I like to be. Um, but in terms of my own involvement, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. you know, we have, um, we're going to, and this is, um, I don't want to speak too early, but I am, but I don't give a shit because I'm excited. We're, we're uh, imagine a scenario where, you know, I'm booking a three day studio lockout ill mind inviting, you know, uh, guest producers. I don't want to name names because, you know, I don't want to speak too soon, Ooh. but I'm inviting, I'm inviting my, you know, famous platinum selling whatever producers that are like genuine people that genuinely want to be there and you throw us in with our top you know squad of night performers or just how whatever the system ends up being for for entering that opportunity and we're going to extend those opportunities for our squad of night holders to come in create music with us get constructive criticism so it's almost like the events that i used to do but like times 10 right yeah. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I know that's a long answer, but to answer your question, um, I'm 100% looking forward to being super, super involved with all of this shit. Cause it's what I do. I'm a music yeah. producer. Like I wouldn't, I don't want to, I didn't grind for 20 years to create a project that I don't want to do. Like this is something that I'm looking forward to doing for like the rest of my life. So, you know, what's interesting about your, your background, you mind is like you, you are a community builder, like from doing uh, all the, the meetups that you've done, uh, the podcasts that you've done, you've, you understand the value of bringing people together. Uh, and NFTs are just the way to kind of solidify value around that. Right. And for everyone to kind of have a collective share and what that can look like in the future. Um, when you're trying to build an, an online community, it's different than building a physical community, right? It's different than traveling and moving from place to place, promoting an, a venue to come together. How do you think about community building in crypto around NFTs and, also maybe tackle like what are some of the challenges that you faced starting off trying to build a community online uh and what does that look like i i think um you know i th i think the two things are very important they coexist uh i think we're still kind of in the trenches figuring it out but when, when i think about um community building online um, which is basically omitting real anything that has to do with real life you know, I, I, I think Discord, I think social media, I think Twitch, I think, um, you know, any type of video communication, Zoom, um, and then Metaverse, obviously, right? So one really cool thing we're going to have is um, our, our Metaverse, right? So uh, the, the, the virtual reality studio that I built last year is sort of going to be our, our meeting place for all the squad nights. So and uh um, based on spatial technology, we can fit 50 people at once, right? So that's going to be sort of like a 24-7 revolving door open access to everyone who um, is a member of the Squad of Knights. And so everyone and anyone can just be in there at any given moment, you know, playing each other music, right. sharing, uh, talking to each other, building relationship with each other, getting to know each other. Um, that's what I love about spatial. Uh, and so that's going to sort of be like a a virtual reality past the aux session that never ends, <laughs> which is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> that so that's really going to cool. be an interesting experiment. And uh, Ill Mind is going to be popping in there every once in a while. You know what I mean? To surprise yeah. people. <laughs> uh, I might pop in there with some other friends too. So that's uh, on the metaverse side of things. That's what we're doing. 
Um, and then Discord, you know, we have uh, two amazing moderators in there. I'm in there every day and we're keeping it pretty tight knit in the Discord. Like, you know, we're going to have gated rooms for all of our squad members. Um, that's going to make it really easy for them to be able to network with each other. So everyone's going to choose their roles in Discord. And so let's say I'm a rapper and I'm looking for beats. All I have to do is click on, you know, Knights of Rhythm, Knights of Melody, and I can access all of the different nights that mm -hmm. are that produce music. And from there, I can just start talking, start networking, right? If I'm a graphic designer and I want to create, or if if I uh, have a song and I need some visual design, I need a, a album cover, I can go to the Knights of Visual and uh, or Knights of Vision and, you know, collaborate with someone on some artwork, right? So again, it, all the components are going to be there. It's all going to be on Discord. So that's Sick. kind of how I see the community stuff happening. So Discord, Twitter, which is obvious, and then Metaverse. And I can attest to that too, by the way. I, I know you're in the Discord yourself because I reached <laughs> out through Discord and in less than 20 minutes, like you hit me up and DM me. And I was honestly impressed. I was like, wow, someone like Ilmine, cool. who's probably has a million things to do, has a family. He also has time for a lot of these like strangers online that he genuinely feels like <laughs> in love with, you know, and a connection yeah. to. So <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can attest to that. Yeah, dude, I'm super excited. And there's some good people in there already. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like these, these are the, the, the Discord community right now, like, is super healthy. And, like, I, I want to – we're going to try our best to, like, maintain that that energy in the Discord because yeah. I don't yeah. want it to turn into, you know – I mean, I don't want to talk down on any other Discord <laughs> communities, but, like, I don't want it to turn into, like, a shill – community sure. you know what i mean so sure. we'll see what sure. happens sure yeah. so give me some context when does the project go live okay so i guess we we might end up actually publishing this after the project go lives we'll, we'll decide behind the scenes but when does the project go live uh what are the first few things that you have on the roadmap if any uh mm -hmm. and wa walk me more through that yeah so uh minting the whitelist minting happens march 28th public mint march 29th and then the reveal March 30th, right? Uh, so we have about 30 days uh, from the time of this conversation. Um, and the first thing on the roadmap, honestly, Q1, uh, or I'm sorry, the stage one mm -hmm. of the roadmap is all community building, right? So it's, I know that sounds cliche, but it's, it's, I part blame all it. the, it's part blame of all it. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame <laughs> all the fucking, uh, all the rug for using that <laughs> word. Um, but first order of business is, squad members getting to know each other getting to know each other in the discord uh we're gonna host our first in real life kind of kickoff networking event um probably in los angeles there's some exclusive news right there um in los angeles probably in either april or may sick uh, so yeah so about 30 days after mint we're gonna have our our first in real life um really big in real life event um happening um, and, you know, from there, we're going to open up the metaverses. Everyone's going to get air. All our whitelisters are going to get airdropped a VIP pass to be able to access um, our metaverse, 24-7 uh, metaverse I was talking about. Um, and from there, it's really the, the phase one is everyone getting to know each other, collab starting to collaborate with each other, and then starting to form groups, right? So one of the first tasks um, in the beginning of the roadmap is to find uh, squad members that you can collaborate with and create a group, right? So uh, in one group, you want to have, you know, a producer, a uh, musician, 
You want to have a rapper or a singer. You want to have an audio engineer. You want to have a visual designer, and you want to have an ambassador, right? right. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna reward our Knights members for creating squads. We're gonna call these groups squads, right? So um, first order of business: create your squad, Sick. get to know each other, and then from there the real fun begins, right? We're gonna do a series of um, of of gamified experiences to um, to allow for Knights members to earn Knight tokens. And then we're going to start opening up studio sessions where um, members could redeem their night tokens to book studio time. We're going to give studio time. It's all going to be for free. So we're never going to ask night members to pay any money to do any of this shit. I mean, the only money you're going to have to spend is like travel and lodging, yeah. um, depending on that. But in terms of studio time and events, it's all going to be free. We're going to have, you know, we're going to launch our merch. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be. Fun times, man. It's gonna be a lot of cool things we're gonna do. I'm I'm excited for you. I'm curious, like I feel like I'm gonna end up buying one of these things just because I'm a drummer and I wanna be in that environment. Oh um, dude. Well, you I know, got you on the waitlist, so you're good. Let's to go. go. <laughs> My question is like, do you imagine a world where you'll actually have a, a disproportionate amount of producers to visual designers to beat makers like all in the community? Like, and if that happens, is that a problem? Does that does that yeah. like interfere with the vision or how do you think about that? I I think it's kind of like the fish tank behind me, right? It's okay. Like, we know the fish are there. We're not really in control of how many of one type of fish. I think I think you kind of have to let the 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 people sort of d decide that, right? I know we're going to attract a lot of music producers. We're going to attract a lot of rappers, a lot of singers. Um, and I think naturally, you know, we, we, we kind of let it happen organically. So um, I think that that's just one thing that we kind of cross that bridge when we get there. Right. Like cool. if we end up with, you know, a thousand rappers and a thousand producers, but we have, you know, 100 graphic designers, then, you know, we utilize those 100 to, to do what we have to do. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's very much, and I like that. I don't want it to be like robotic, like, okay, yeah. 100 of this type of person, 100. And cause then it doesn't feel human. Right. Like, the whole idea of this is to feel energizing and human yeah. and, and exciting and weird. And I don't know who I'm going to collaborate with. And I don't know if they're going to like my, my beats, but I don't give right. a shit. It's right. like, this is how it happens. This is how it is. And this is, this is what it's like to be a musician. Right. I mean, you know, Adam, you're a drummer. Like you, you can't predict everything. Like yeah. it, it's not music is a very about. feel thing. It's a very in the moment when you're, when you're trading fours in a, in a jazz band, it's like you're trading fours based off feel. Like that's all it is. You're, you're echoing what the guitarist plays to what the what the bass player plays. Like it's all in the moment. I feel you. I hear. Yeah, you. that's the perfect analogy, dude. Like you know, I might be a great producer, but like I might not be the best producer for a specific person. Right. Right. Like I might go in there and I got my squad of night pass and I'm good to go and I'm starting to network with people. I get in the studio and. I end up not really hitting it off with them. And that's okay. That happens to all of us. But that's something that you've never experienced before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, had you not, you know, so again, like those are the types of things that you want to experience. And and I'm excited to see this community grow. And I'm, you know, I'm betting that there will be, you know, a, a, a cool little handful of uh success stories that come out of this over time. And I'm just happy to be, you know, the, the guy in the background to yeah. help these people make it happen. Like I tell people all the time when I do my events, I'm like, this is not about me. Like 
you didn't come here to beat me. Like you did, but that's not what you that you're gonna walk away understanding that it's not about meeting Ilmai. Right. Like the 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 fire, I tell people the fire is inside of you and it's been inside of you. My job is to just fan the flame. My job yeah. is to just bark. Add more fuel. Yeah. Ready. yeah. My yeah. job is to just bark whatever's ready inside of you. Like yeah. I'm 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 your guide. I'm I'm but you're the hero, right? You yeah. guys are the hero. Like so that, that that's what it. I'm really excited about. I love it. You know, it's cool. Tying back our beginning of the conversation to what you're doing now with, with squad of Knights is you start off dropping sample packs. Now I'm thinking you put all these heads in the same room, producing, creating stuff together. There could also be a scenario where they create their own sample pack. And then you use like a splits protocol where when they sell the NFT, they all collectively earn from that. And it's all because it was a curated environment. Right. Um, and like, the, the optionality is endless. As long as you get the right people in the right room and the right creative energy synergizing with one another, that's it. You're, you're, you're taking off. Exactly. So, I love Dude, it. Adam, you're, you're, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> and also, check this out. And, and I don't want to speak too soon, but I'm giving yeah. Adam all the exclusives right now. Let's go. A percentage, you're, you're, it's inevitable that we're going to have a percentage of people that are going to buy and flip, right? We can't avoid that. And, 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 people are free to do what they want. Like, you know, I'm not expecting every single person to like purchase a squad of night NFT and like hodl forever. And like, you know, collaborate with everyone. You, we're going to, we welcome everyone to, to purchase a squad of night NFT, but here's the cool thing, Adam, a percentage of the initial sale and the secondary sale is going to go right back to the Knights to basically oh, fund, sick. To fund the entire operation. So, you know, all the studio time that we're going to spend money on, all the, um, you know, curated events and all the get togethers and whatever else, you know, we we, we, we implement for the empowerment uh, of the of the community of the squad of nights, we're all going to be funded. Right. And we're also going to leave it up to them, too. So I don't want to say like I don't want to I don't want to put it out there and say we, we we're going to make it into a DAO necessarily, mm -hmm. but it is going to feel very DAO like in terms of hey guys what can we do what do you guys want you know in addition to what we're doing right. what do you guys want to see happen and, and and how can we see that happen so all the flippers on the secondary are essentially funding you know our operation growth right? amazing the growth of the yeah. people that really want to be there yeah. right yeah. so hey we welcome you if you want to if you want to like buy in, flip and away. Flip away. <laughs> yeah. You flipping means you get what you we want. All, yeah. And and the people that are here that want to partake, we get to help them by doing that. So thank you for your contribution. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. Look, I'm I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the project. I'll be definitely tuning in. Uh before I let you go and we wrap this up, where can we find you? Where can we find more of the project? Uh give us the takeaway. So you can find me on every social media. It's at Illmind Producer, one word. That's I-L-L-M-I-N-D Producer. Um, and that's, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media. And then Squad of Nights. So it's Nights with a K. So squadofnights.com. Uh, that's our main website. Twitter, at Squad of Nights. Um, and I'm sure over time, if you Google Squad of Nights, you'll find our Twitter, our website, and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, follow me, Illmind Producer. Follow Squad of Nights. If you want to get into the Discord, all the links are on the website. The website should be live Sick. at the time of you watching this. So go to Squad of Nights right now. Um, it's going down. Get on that whitelist. 
get on the Discord. If you're a musician, if you're a beat maker, a rapper, a singer, a visual designer, an aspiring, you know, forward thinker in music and Web3, and just want to be part of a community where you can actually build something cool and creative, um, I think the Squad of Knights is a great place to start. So look into it and uh, we'll be here, man. We'll be here crushing it. So amazing, bro. Amazing. Thank you for being on. We'll have to do this again soon. No, Adam, my boy, let me know anytime. (laughs) You got it. What's up, guys? If you've gotten this far, then I owe you a listener badge NFT. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash poap, that's P-O-A-P, and click the respective season. Fill out your info and I'll distribute the free to mint NFT at the end of the season. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You won't believe it, but it helps me out a ton. And finally, hit me up on Twitter, at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you just simply want to chat. If you couldn't tell already, I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world. And we'll catch you on the next episode.